Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix and Michelle Mix of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy, verse 2, and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix and Michelle Mix. Hi, and welcome back to Why Paul this week and um, for joining us and listening um, to us. And I am your host, Michelle Mix. And I am your host, Michael Mix. And Michael Mix, what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to uh, get in, do the um, timeline with a chart. And... Um, if anybody would like to have a chart, they could uh, email us and we'd send them one free of charge. Yes. So we're going to do the uh, the timeline chart. Start with uh, Adam and um, and the dispensations. Okay. The different dispensations. Okay. And uh, let's go here to. Um, of course, it's why Paul. Why is why. Why did uh, the, the risen Christ cho- uh, choose Paul, the Apostle Paul? And if I can, I'll jump in real quick on okay. that. Um, so we, uh, it's called Why Paul? And I just wanted to share just a cute little thing that um, happened to me. And this kind of just shows you where um, children are. You know, we don't have to flower or, or make stories of the Bible. Cartoons. Um, children believe they can believe, um, you know, the Bible, and they hear, and the Holy Spirit lets them hear as well. Uh, driving in the car the other day, uh, talking to my daughter, I was telling her what our radio show is going to be about. So I said, it's, um, it's titled, Why Paul? And I was in the back seat with my granddaughter, your great-granddaughter, and uh, she stopped me and says, Grandma, um, it's because Paul, he's the same person, but he changed his name. And so she began to explain to me who Paul was, and which was, you know, really refreshing to hear a five-year-old. Um, just all I said was, why Paul? And she was able to tell me all about Paul. Yeah, click into it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's good. And their minds are like a sponge. And they're absorbing everything. Yes, they hear everything we say. Uh, um, we believe that the... Uh, Bible is the inspired word of God. In uh, Second Timothy, uh, the reason we study the word of God, and we believe what it says. In Second uh, Timothy three sixteen and seventeen, Michelle, would you read those verses? Sure. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And when he says perfect, he means mature. And Paul is the only one that's given instructions on how to study the Word of God. Uh, we study um, we study and teach from the authorized King James, uh, Paul from the revelations to the mystery given to him by the risen Christ, to us how to study his Word. And, um, Michelle, would you read... Uh, 2 Timothy 2.15 for me, please. Study to shew them thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Those are instructions. The Bible is laid out in uh, three different areas. 
we read the Bible, which literally what it says is what it says. And we allow God to interpret his word and not man. We the compare Holy Spirit. That's right. And comparing scripture to scripture. And then understanding the dispensation of times past. But now, which is where we're at now in the age of grace, we're in but now. And then the ages to come. In uh, times past, we're going to start with that today. In Ephesians 2, 11 through 12. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope, and without God in this world. So the Gentiles, the, the Israel and the Jews were called out of God's people, God's people. And the, the Gentiles were without God and without, uh, without hope in times past. Um, let's go over here through the... Um, um, the times... Uh, where are we at here? Okay. To um, talk about the first, the dispensations. Yeah, let's talk about the first Adam, starting with Adam. In Second Timothy, um, or in Genesis, Genesis 1, 28, 31 through 31. Would you read that, Michelle? Yes. Before I read that, um, since we're, what we're talking about now, we're kind of moving into, we're going to talk about the dispensations. So how many actual dispensations are there? Well, there's seven, um, but other people consider uh, three. There's the time of innocence, the time of conscience, and the time of promise. But we're going to do seven of them, but tonight we'll do four. Okay. And um, also, before I, um, we start with that, I was going to just kind of give a little definition of okay. what dispensation is. Um, that is kind of a hard word. Actually, if you look it up, I believe in the Greek, um, the first part of it means household, uh, which has a crazy, crazy name, and I'm horrible with names. Uh, but okinomia is what it looks like it says. Uh, so it means okioma which means household, uh, management, and economy. So if I, if I read over a definition of dispensation, is the method or scheme according to which God carries out his purposes towards men is called a dispensation. There are usually rec uh, reckoned three dispensations, the patriarchal, the mosaic or Jewish, and the Christian. These were so many stages in God's unfolding of his purpose of grace toward men. The word is not found with this meaning in scripture. And then there's a commission to preach the gospel. Okay, I'll read uh, 1 Corinthians 9 through 9, uh, 17. 1 Corinthians 9, 17. For if I do these things willingly, I have... A, a uh, reward. 
but if against my will a dispensation of the gospel will, a dispensation of the gospel <laughs> is committed unto me. Let me do that over again. Okay. For I do this, for I do these this thing willingly, I have a forward or a reward, but if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel will, gospel will, a dispensation of is committed unto me. Boy, I blew that. Anyways. <laughs> now we see why you always say, uh, Michelle, could you read the next verse? <laughs> yeah. And of course, this fine print, you know, it's, uh, I need a magnifying glass. Okay, Ephesians 1.10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in, on earth, even in him. That means uh, the eternal uh, plan or the eternal plans of God is to bring everything together in Christ, earthly and heavenly. And then Colossians one twenty five. Colossians one twenty five. Yeah, I'm using the Bible. Okay. <laughs> the print is very fine. Wherefore, I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. We, so, now, now, we believe that uh, Paul was given the responsibility from the risen Christ to write his gospels or his epistles, and that completed the Bible. Romans through Philemon. Okay. okay, and so the last part is uh, dispensations of providence are providential events which affect men either in the way of mercy or of judgment. Correct. Okay, we'll go down here to uh, 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 we're going to go Genesis one. Back to uh, we're going to go back to Genesis one, yeah, twenty-eight through thirty-one. Would you want to read that, Michelle? Sure. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fishes of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and in every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Yeah, remember that uh, Adam had dominion over the entire earth, and he lost that. When he sinned, he lost that to Satan, okay? And everything that God had created was mature and ready to produce. And that was about 6,000 years ago, not millions of years ago or billions. 
So if I throw this in here, Go by what you throw. said, that everything was mature. So when they say which came first, the chicken or the egg, it would have to be the chicken because the chicken was mature. Right, and he was ready to produce. Even the earth was ready to produce. The, and the plants and, and the animals, everything was ready to produce. It was all mature, just like Adam was mature, ready to produce. Okay, that's the first uh, dispensation. The second dispensation is after uh, Adam had sinned. And that's in uh, Genesis, we go to Genesis 3, 22 through 24. Would you read that, Michelle? And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Okay, the tree of uh, good and evil. Um, the evil and, and the good were both not acceptable to God. All the good we do, without Christ is is not acceptable to God. So whether you're a very good person or a very bad person, not, uh, neither one of those are acceptable to God. Okay. And of course, the, the, uh, the tree that they kept them out of the garden from getting is the tree of life, which would give them eternal life. And I, and I don't think I would want to spend eternity in this body like I am. So that was a blessing. Right. I think so? Right, yes. <laughs> okay. Let's see, the third dispensation is Genesis 8, 20 through 22. Michelle, would you like to read that? Sure. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savior, savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing, as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and the day and night shall not cease. All right, let's go. Um, any comments on that one? So you said there, we're going over five today. So, so far, we're, going, we're now at the fourth dispensation. So mm -hmm. most of these dispensations happened um, in the first. They, the happened, they happened before, before, uh, before Abraham. And um, uh, before Abraham... The whole world did what they thought was right in their own minds. And we were all born sinners. And because we were born sinners, we sin. And uh, before, and then God chooses to call out a people. Okay. 
and 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 that's in the uh, in our fourth one. So if you'd like to read um, Genesis twelve one through nine, okay, and we're into Abraham now. Okay, he's, so he's that call, was kind of answering my question. That's, yeah, he's called out yeah. a people. He's calling out a people through okay. Abraham. All right, so I'll start with this because um, this is one through nine. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will shew thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed, as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sichem, unto the plain of Morah, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram, and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land, and there buildeth he an altar unto the Lord, who appeareth unto him. And then I'll read the last part here after our break. And right before we go to break, if anyone goes to our Facebook page of 14th Street Ministries um, online Bible study, you can follow us live. And we'll be right back from break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. As we continue on life's journey, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Senior Straight Talk with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a purposeful and passionate, fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the information that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platform. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul okay welcome back uh again i'm your host michelle mix uh, i'm your host michael mix Okay, and where we left off, we were talking about the fourth dispensation. Uh, I'm reading through Genesis 12, 1 through 9, and I'm at um, number, number 8. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and high on the east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. Okay, called out Abraham, and uh, Abraham followed him by faith. And Abraham's not only the father of, the, of Israel, or of the Jew, he's also follow, uh, father of the body of Christ through faith. Where the Jew was faith plus works, the body of Christ is faith and faith alone. It refers back to Abraham. Okay, let's see the, um, the fifth dispensation, which goes on past uh, Abraham, and that's uh, the law and to the cross, from the law to the cross, okay? So you have Abraham to the cross, to, to the law, and then the law to the cross. Michelle, would you read uh, Exodus 19, 3 through 9? Okay. <clears throat> and Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore... If ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words that <clears throat> excuse me, thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people, and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commandeth him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord hath spoken we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee, and believe thee forever." And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. 
Let's go. Um, let's go talk about the uh, called out people, starting with Abraham, and the promises to him was the promise, and the, that promise is eternal life, and a promise of a land and a nation. So you have a land, and you have a nation of people. So when, he gave us two promises in this, right? And when he called out, um, uh, when he called the uh, Israelites out of Egypt, they were a nation, about four or five million people that he called out, which made a nation, okay, that, that Moses brought out of Egypt. Again, we'll go back to um, uh, Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord, the Lord had said unto Abraham, Abram, Get thee out of the country, and from, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be, bless, be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, <clears throat> and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And, of course, all the families of the earth are blessed because of Jesus Christ, because of the cross, okay? In Genesis uh, 13, 14 through 18, Michelle, would you like to read that? Sure. And the Lord said unto Abram, After that Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And forever means, what does forever mean? <clears throat> Eternity? Forever. Forever? Forever means forever, right? Yes. Okay. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abram removed his tent, and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. Okay. And it's, and it's all Jewish. It's all Israel. There's no Gentiles involved in this, Okay. So that's part of times past. And times past goes from Adam through Abraham, through Israel, through Christ's earthly ministry, and about halfway through Acts. That's times past. In Genesis um, 15, 1 through 21, you want to read that one? Michelle. Oh, okay. I thought you said, I'll read that one. Okay. Oh, I thought you were sleeping. No. <laughs> I heard you snoring. Yeah. <laughs> After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? See, and I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed, and lo, 
one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. Okay, go ahead on five. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. I'll stop for a minute. Remember back earlier he said, count the sands of the sea, or count the sands, and that's... Yes. And that's earthly. If you count the seed, count the stars, that's heavenly. Okay. The, the um, Israel is earthly, and they're going into the millennium, the thousand-year reign of Christ, and the body of Christ is heavenly, and we will, the body of Christ will rule and reign in heaven, and the earthly will rule and reign on the earth. Okay. And what and what exactly do you mean when you say in the earthly? Because if the body of Christ were going to reign in heaven, then you said that the earthly will reign on earth. It's it's the nation of Israel will be preeminent. The nation of Israel during the thousand year reign of Christ, everything will flow into Israel, and Christ will be sitting on the throne of David. That's earthly. And, and Christ will be preeminent over the earth. The body of Christ, when we're, when we're raptured out, we are heavenly, and we will rule and reign in heaven. And Christ rules that, because we're the body of Christ. And when it talks about bringing all things in together, earth, earthly and heavenly, and Christ will rule over both. And he, he will be dominant over both, or he'll reign over both. And sin will be gone, and Satan will be gone. Remember, Satan is in heaven right now, right? And his, and his a third of the angels, they're evil. They've sinned. So there's disorder in heaven, and there's disorder on the earth because of Satan. And that'll be wiped away. And you're meaning at this time that this time's past? No, it'll be in ages to come. That'll happen. Okay. In a thousand, after the thousand-year reign of Christ, and then when uh, that's in ages to come. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And I'm at 7, uh, verse, uh, verse 7. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of Chaldees, to give this, thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the mist, and laid each piece one against another. But the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Kind of like when gnats the, when, you're, when you're getting ready to eat. There's got gnats flying around. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. 
Okay. Okay. And when the sun <laughs> was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, and horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. That's their four hundred years in Egypt as slaves. Okay. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. And they shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the Canaanites and the Canaanites, and I'm horrible with uh, names, uh, and the Catamites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Rephrams and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Gergerites and the Jebusites. Okay, he's given them the land that's promised forever. And it's much larger than Israel is today. That land takes up a lot of Iraq and, and those countries. And all of these are the tribes, all the names that I did horribly at pronouncing? Yeah, those are the tribes that are, um, that are there in the land. Um, and again, we're showing that all of this is for Israel. It has nothing to do with Gentiles. Although he uses the Gentiles to bring wrath on the Israel, but the promise is made to Israel, the promise of eternal life is made to Israel. Okay, let's read uh, Genesis 17, 1 through 8. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Remember that covenant was um, uh, he put uh, he put Abraham to sleep and he, and God walked through the covenant. So there's nothing Abraham could do. It's God's covenant, and when God makes a covenant, it's it's for it's forever and sure. Okay, go ahead. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram. But thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. Okay. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, 
and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Okay, he promised all this, and prophecies been fulfilled, or being fulfilled. Uh, the promise of Christ's coming is part of prophecy, and that prophecy is being fulfilled, and it's on hold right now because Israel fell for a moment. And now we're in the, in the uh, age of grace where the church is, and that's because of mercy, and he's bringing in the Gentiles by faith. So, so we're right now, we're sitting in the age of grace. We're sitting in the age of grace, and when we're raptured out, then the prophecy will continue on, and then continue on into the millennium, the thousand years, which was promised to Israel, and of course, eternal life. Okay. Okay. And um, so um, when we, um, next week, we're going to continue that part by talking about the kingdom prophesied. And that's what we're going to go into next week. Yeah. Um, And what I was, what we're going to do is um, in a little bit, um, last week you had, we ended, but you didn't totally um, finish telling us uh, what does doctrine mean. And so okay, you're can, going to explain that, that to us? We can do that after break. Okay. Yeah, we'll go ahead and um, go over that. And I do see that um, we do have some visitors here on our Facebook page, our live Facebook page. And so um, looks like we have some people from, uh, we have Ohio, we have Hebron, Ohio. It looks like we have South Lebanon um, here on our live Facebook listening to us. And we have uh, Hamilton, Ohio. Hmm. Well, that's uh, good. Listening to us. Yeah. And it looks like they said gross, so it, that must have been back where we talked about the carcasses. So Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we appreciate you listening. And right now we're going to be going uh, to another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what does doctrine mean. Okay. We'll see you then. I want to walk in the way of my Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. 
Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings at the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for voice america are listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul okay we're we're back and now we're going to talk about you were going to answer that question about doctrine okay um, uh, Paul teaches sound doctrine. In this age of grace, we need to understand and teach sound doctrine. And Paul teaches it in uh, uh, Romans and Ephesians. So, uh, doctrine promotes a number of ends. Sound doctrine delivers us from the snares of false teaching. If we understand and are taught sound doctrine, by the Apostle Paul, we won't be fooled uh, by false teachings. We will be strong and mature in the Word. And it and when we understand sound doctrine, uh, it's more it's easier to understand the Word and understand what belongs in times past, what belongs in ages to come, and what belongs in the but now time, the age of grace. In 2 Timothy uh, 2.24, 2 Timothy 2, 24-26, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach patience, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God preadventure will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth and that they may re- recover themselves out of the snares of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. So we want to sna- stay out of those snares. We have to be mature in doctrine. So when you say stay out of the snares, like um, would that be like um, 
a sneer could be something where if I'm going to debate something and now that's confusing me or someone who um, tries to look at the opposite side and then it, they're confusing themselves. It's like looking at, um, uh, you can look at scriptures in the Bible and someone will take scriptures out of contact and it's truth what they're saying, but it doesn't apply to this age of grace. And it's not sound doctrine. You can't take something out of the Old Testament and apply it to the body of Christ because that causes confusion. So you have to, when you read scriptures, you have to leave it laying where it's at. Okay? And you don't add anything to it or don't, you don't take anything away from it. And um, let's go to Titus uh, 1, 9 through 11. Hold us, hold us fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able to, may able by sound doctrine, both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. Of course, he's talking about the Judaizers that would come in and try to... Uh, add laws to the body of Christ, to Paul's followers, whose mouth must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. In other words, they teach things that brings them in money. They're doing it for money, for profit, for gain for themselves. And we see that today. Yes, and then especially if they're... um uh, teaching it and taking it out of context and leading the wrong way, everyone who's listening to that part. Yeah, they'll take things to the Old Testament, talking about uh, material gains and stuff like that, and uh, if you give this, you'll receive this, that, or the other. All of, our, all of our rewards and stuff are heavenly and spiritually. We're not promised health. We're not promised wealth. Uh, wealth and riches, and all that stuff. All of our rewards are spiritual and heavenly, okay? Um, which otherwise threatens to arrest spiritual development. And of course, it, uh, in Ephesians uh, 4.14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, and cunningness of craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So we have to we have to know sound doc. We have to study the Word of God. You just don't read it; you study it. Compare scriptures to scriptures. Place it where it belongs. Uh, whatever you're reading, so that you're not deceived. Because there are people that want to take advantage of you. And they want to give you false doctrine. Satan, that's how Satan works. He confuses the, you may still be saved, but he still wants to confuse you so you're like a child. Not oh, and, and, if he, and if he's able to do that, um, like, like you, the important thing you just said, you, you are already saved, but who can you be a witness to that you might be leading wrong because you, you were confused? Yeah, that's right. Giving Especially them children, like, like yeah. you know, with our... Um, my grandchildren, your great grandchildren, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to lead them the wrong way. 
Yeah, we want them to have sound doctrine so they'll be strong in their faith. And that gives them hope, and, and there's no doubt in that, okay? And um, let's read Romans, uh, six, Romans 16, 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division, and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. In other words, if someone's in your group or whatever, and they're preaching uh, uh, bad doctrine, doctrine that's not sound, we mark, and we say that person's uh, a legalist or whatever it might be. And, of course, we need to go to them and try to correct them. That's why we say uh, to rebuke them, or to uh, correct them in their, in their doctrine. But sometimes they're willingly ignorant of the word. Okay. Um, doctrine serves God's saving work both inside and outside the church. His, uh, if you have sound doctrine, we all have unity if the if the individual and then the body, collective body, have the same doctrine, which we're supposed to have as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we all should have the same thought. And we shouldn't be arguing over what type of carpet we have in the building or whatever. But we all should operate with the same mind of Christ. In 1 Timothy 4, 6, 16, 1 Timothy 4, 16, Take heed unto thyself and unto thy doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and that that hear you, just like he was talking about. And then outside of the church, um, in Matthew uh, 15, 13 through 16, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salty? Salted. It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that sits upon a hill cannot be hid. And of course, in these verses are talking about Israel, but we can, we can learn from them. Neither do men light a candle and put them under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Anytime we uh, present sound doctrine, learn sound doctrine, present sound doctrine, God gets the glory for that. And and talking about that, uh, within our you know last few minutes here, we did have um, we always promote uh, anybody asking questions uh, to you know send it in to us, email it to us, go on our Facebook, let us know. We did have one from a question from uh, a listener from South Lebanon, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, from Kendra. I'll read the question and we'll see if we can. Um, go over this um, question. Okay. Uh, her question came in, and it says, and this is regarding last week's um, uh, show, about the baptism part. Is it wrong to be baptized? Like, I mean, what if someone already has gotten baptized because they felt led to do it? 
was Paul baptized? Okay, number one, um, it's wrong to teach water baptism in the body of Christ because our baptism is spiritual, okay, for the body of Christ. Water baptism was for Israel. John the Baptist started the baptism, repent and be baptized for the, rep- for the remission of sins. That was for the nation and to identify identify the ones that were being baptized, identify them with the little flock, which was the true Israel. Christ was baptized, was baptized to identify with the little flock, and he's the shepherd of the little flock. And that is the true Israel. And and baptism is for cleansing and purifying. And this little flock that's being baptized with water is going into the millennium and they're going to be kings and priests. The nation of Israel intent in the very beginning to be priests to the rest of the world. And that's so part of the cleansing process. Those, um, you said it's preparing them for the millennium. And so I'll just um, give some verses uh, before we end so that if... Um, uh, our listener would like to look those up. It'd be First Peter two nine, that talks regarding this baptism. Uh, Leviticus eight four through six, uh, we have that one um, that they can you know we can look up and um, when talking about the body of Christ, the spirit baptism places you in Christ, the body of Christ, right. and you can um, hear that or see that. When you read Galatians three twenty six through twenty eight, um, and a few more Romans thirteen fourteen and Romans six three. One of the and, one of the one of the questions I'd like to answer is, they felt led to do that. Who led them to do that? It couldn't have been the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit doesn't lead, lead you into something contrary to the Word. And what we do is we definitely, since um, we just have short time left, we want everyone to go ask questions. We'll be glad to address them um, on our next show. Um, and um, also, we had uh, one other question, and we will um, address that next week as well. Uh, so we'll finish addressing this. We'll start with that and then go right back into what's our topic for next week. Our topic next week is the kingdom prophesied. Okay, so I'll be interested to hear that as well. I hope uh, so. Yes, so it was a great time, and um, we thank everyone for joining us today and listening to Why Paul. And I'll get a bigger version of the print of a Bible. <laughs> yes. And maybe more light. Yes. been listening to Why Paul. Visit us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com and please join Michael R. Mix and Michelle Mix again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program. Get away.